Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite, Casey Phillips, and Scott Smith here. And this is our final one before it is officially training camp. Right. Are you excited? Yeah, and from now on we'll have action behind us, right? That's true. Yeah, this will be really exciting moving forward because, yeah, we're going to be out at training camp again going live from practice. Uh, we'll be able to show you some of the individual drills going mm -hmm. on. We don't want to give away everything yeah. that they're doing. So uh, we will just show you some of the individual drills, but make sure you're tuning in for that. You'll get to see some of the action in case you can't make it out to all those different days of training camp. But for now, we're going to take all of your last-minute questions before camp gets started. I love this time of year because it's just so much to talk about, about all the different position battles and everything. We're There's excited to look at. So there's, a there's a lot, lot of storylines. There is a lot happening. So make sure you send in those questions to us on the Facebook page. If you're not already watching there, leave a comment below. And, of course, we always love hearing where everybody is watching from as well. As we give people a chance to start sending in some of those questions, we're already getting yeah, some comments, which is great. Um, I also love people have started the Tampa Bay chant in the comment <laughs> section, really which is always funny. Yeah. So um, we've had some roster moves uh, yeah. this week. So why don't you just fill in everybody a little bit about what that means and some of the things that well, we've I'm had sure to do. I'm sure what you're talking about is the, um, the moves we made on Monday, putting a number of guys on uh, reserve or active lists, but actually we have some even fresher news that you probably haven't heard yet. We haven't even announced them yet, but we have some roster moves the Bucks are making today. So, so we'll just go ahead and announce them right here. Are we, we get to yeah. break news Breaking here. news. Breaking news. Yes. Um, the Bucks have signed a couple new players. One of them is a cornerback, a rookie cornerback, undrafted out of our own USF, played at Plant High School. His name is Mazzy Wilkins. He was at our uh, he was at our rookie minicamp in May on a tryout contract. And then they, we also signed a tight end who's been around the league for a little while named Troy Nicholas. He played at Notre Dame, and he was actually drafted by Bruce Arians Cardinals in the second round in 2014 and he played four seasons the last four seasons under Bruce so he knows him well obviously he's a big guy he's probably I don't have a scouting report on him yet but he's probably more of a blocking first kind of guy because he had about 19 catches over those four years but played a lot in Arizona so I would suspect that his greatest strength is blocking he is a big guy like I said so I would think that would mean he'd be competition for Anthony O'Claire. Uh, now the Bucks have five tens. They were a five tight ends. They were a little bit light at that position. They only were carrying, I think, five, and usually have at least six for training camp. So uh, that's another veteran guy to make. To make room for those two guys, the Buccaneers waived two players who were injured. So they were waived with an injured uh, status designation. And those are a couple of undrafted rookies, a cornerback named Jalen Allison from North Dakota State, and then a wide receiver we signed kind of late out of, out, of, out of Alabama, Birmingham, named Xavier Ubosi. So we're right back at 90. It's the typical kind of little roster tweaks that you do right before the start of camp. Now, I guess you wanted me to talk about the ones we done and then, Monday, too. Yes, right? also the yeah the different moves around because of injuries yeah. and situations like that. So what we did was we put four guys, and one of them was Xavier Obosi, who's since, as I said, been waived injured, on reserve, not reserve, that's important, on active PUP, which stands for physically unable to perform. And that generally is guys who are recovering from injuries they suffered last year or maybe at some point during the offseason program. And that would be rookie cornerback Nick Fitzgerald, um, uh, Justin Evans, probably the most significant one because he's a uh, he's a starter basically the last two years, and he's he finished last season on injury reserve. You remember with a toe injury, and I think he had a bit of a setback, had another procedure during the off season, so he's not quite ready to go. Um, Jack Sitchie's not quite ready to go, and actually I think Nick Fitzgerald was active in FI, which is different. It's non-football injury, so maybe he hurt himself working out or something. But the point of putting these guys on these lists. Uh, because even when you're on this active PUP or NFI, you still count against the 90-man roster, and you can be activated and start practicing at any point. So you say, well, what's the point of that then, right? Because it's just the same as if they were just hurt and not playing. The reason you put a guy on any of these active PUP lists before the start of camp is that gives you then the option to put him on reserve 
PUP at the start of the season. Hopefully we won't need to with any of those guys, but we have the option now. If you didn't do it now, you can't do it later. Okay, that's yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And yeah, that's super helpful to realize, you know, why right. why those moves that's are made and what all that yep. means for sure. All right, so we've got our first question here from Kevin. He says, how many safeties do you think we will carry in the regular season? And now that <laughs> relates to what we were just talking about with yeah. Justin Evans. Well, I'm sure they hope that Justin Evans is back at some point during training camp. I, I don't think I've heard anybody say they think this is a real long-term thing, but it's been a long-term thing to this point, so mm-hmm. you can't be sure. Uh, I think what actually complicates that question is how where do you, do you consider – Dayon Buchanan a safety because he's listed as a safety slash linebacker right. and do you consider MJ Stewart a safety because he's listed as a safety slash corner. Maybe we can count each of them as a half and so right. together they're okay. one. Well I would think you'd probably keep five then um, and then the number could be a little different depending on where they want to put those guys on the depth chart. I think they'll put Buchanan with the linebackers mm-hmm. but uh, I think they will put Stewart with the safeties however he is also pretty prominently in the running for the nickel spot, which he played some last year. Kind of was thrown into the fire. That defense, is, the secondary as whole, struggled, mm-hmm. so I don't want to put it on him. But, you know, th- there were struggles all around. But he apparently did quite well in the offseason program. So he's, again, an option. Even though they're going to call him a safety, Arians and Todd Bowles have used safeties as their nickel bag many times when they're in Arizona. So, um, you know, he'll probably be listed among the safeties, so you might have six. I think it'd be either five or six, depending on what's listed there. Okay. And, of course, as you said, with what's the issue with Justin Evans, if he's healthy or not. Right. Uh, Eric asked, how's the QB school going? And so I figured we also just could talk about what's happening oh, this sure. week before camp really yeah. officially starts on Friday. So if people don't know what he's talking about, explain the idea of QB school. Yeah, well, there's two things going on right now. The rookies had a report on Sunday. You can have them come in early. And then the QBs all came in to – it's voluntary, but they all came in to do a QB school and a lot of coaches do this it's the the quarterback position as everybody knows is by far the most complicated position to play they have to know the most obviously and so every little bit of work that they get sort of honing down on the offense before the rest of the team gets here so that when the rest of the team gets here they're ready to lead the show right I mean the quarterback should know more about what's going on than anybody else and that's kind of what QB school helps them do and since all the rookies are here too they have people to throw to so they've been doing some workouts on the field. And, you know, all three of the quarterbacks are – all three, not kind of Nick Fitzgerald because he's a little banged up right now. Right. The other three are all here. And Cam Brate's here too. Mm-hmm. He came in early. So I guess that's a voluntary thing as well. Yeah, which is pretty great. Uh, Kevin had also asked, how exciting is it to finally sign Devin White? That's something that yeah. I realized that we talked about on a lot of these shows of everybody being worried about certain rookies not signing and what all that meant. And, and what so did I always say? You said that it would Don't worry to, about don't it, worry right? About it. There, the only real reason probably that it didn't happen um, in that interim – you know, because most of the guys got signed before everybody left for their break, is that once they left for their break, there just wasn't any um, hurry by anybody. They just said, when, when he gets back, we'll get it done. Because he can't actually sign it. If he, you know, they want him here to physically sign it. They could agree to terms at any point, but it'd be nice to have him here so that you can sign it. So when they, they finally got the deal done on Saturday, and then they, he arrived on Sunday and signed his contract. Okay. So it, it was never – it was a little more complicated because draft picks that high – they're, they're bigger contracts, or it's a little bit more complicated, but there aren't really very many complicated contracts you have to worry about with rookies anymore. So I was never worried it was going to get done. Okay, yeah, that's huge. Uh, Jacob said, what are some of the position battles that you're ready to see? Yeah, we've been talking about this a lot, and I think we've already talked about the safeties. That's probably the most wide-open one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one will be interesting. What happens with the edge rushers is going to be really critical. You know, JPP, we didn't talk about him because the Bucks haven't made a roster move yet with Jason Pierre-Paul. I'm sure everybody anticipates they'll do something like active PUP because um, we don't know yet 
We don't really have an update yet on when he can come back. But you assume you're probably starting the season without him, and he was your sack leader with 12.5 last year, so that's kind of a big blow. Right. And also, those guys are now kind of a different position. They're outside linebackers slash defensive ends, and so – how does that work in this new defense? And who's going to be in the rotation? You know, you figure Carl Nassib, is this defense really going to be a great fit for Noah Spence, which everybody is saying? How good will Shaq Barrett be? He, he was good in Denver in limited time. Now he's probably going to get more time. Anthony Nelson, the rookie. Some of these undrafted rookies look good. The whole, to me, the whole edge rush thing is completely unknown right mm -hmm. now, and it's going to be interesting to see how that comes together. And then finally, I would say, while the top of the receiver Receiving core is pretty obvious. I mean, you're led by Evans and Godwin. You got Brashad Perryman. But the bottom end of it, do you keep five or do you keep six? And who is it? You know, you got Bobo Wilson down there. You got Justin Watson in his second year. And then you got a couple of undrafted guys that seem very interesting in Anthony Johnson and Demarcus Lodge. So mm -hmm. how it shakes out at the bottom of the receiving core is interesting. And there's, you've seen enough camps to know there's always receivers like shining for a few days, right? Right. For a few days, you're just everybody's raving about. Bobo Wilson or something, right, right? Yeah. But the ones, but most of them tend to fade. It's the ones that can continue, like Chris Godwin a couple of years ago. Remember how he, he was so awesome early on and everybody's raving about him? And then that never faded. Everybody mm -hmm. just kept raving about him because he never faded. And now we know how good of a player he right, is. Right, yeah. So will any of those guys be good, not just for a couple days, but for three weeks and then in the preseason? That, yeah, I the find consistency. that very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, our next question asked if uh, we think Alex Kappa will lock down a starting position. I do think he'll be the starting right guard. There was not much movement on that during the offseason. He kind of got the first shot at it, and it never really changed. Right. You, mm -hmm. If it was if it was a little more tenuous or if they were thinking, eh, I'm not sure he's going to be able to handle it. I think you would have seen a little bit more of, you know, maybe some other guys getting an op opportunity there. But I do think he's going to win the starting right guard job. I would suspect you'd have some growing pains along the way, but we didn't get a lot out of that position last year. So if he's a step up from what we got last year, then that's a good thing. It's, it's a tough transition for him, but he's had a year now. Right. Right. So yeah, that's true. I think he'll be the starting right guard. It's not a certainty. It's definitely one of the positions we need to keep an eye on. Okay. Uh, Corey had asked if uh, we will be doing running back by committee or leaning on Barber for the majority of the well, work. Well, I don't know if it's either of those two things. I mean, when I think of running back by committee, I'm thinking at least like three guys, mm -hmm. and there's not really a – it's more of a – it's more of the pejorative thing that fantasy football players say, right, because they, they hate trying to pick up – say the Patriots, Who, who's the Patriots starting running back every year? Who's the one who's going to get the most points, right? But generally, if you're just talking about two guys, I don't really consider that a committee. And I think it will be mostly two guys with maybe um, somebody like uh, the rookie uh, Bruce Anderson or Andre Ellington being like a pass-catching third down back. But Peyton Barber will probably still get the most carries, but everybody's raving about Ronald Jones, and we really need him to have a breakout year mm -hmm. his second year. So I think it'll be – let's call it a tandem rather than a committee. Right, yeah. A lot more – you know, Ronald Jones had, what, 15, 20 carries last year? It's going to be a lot more than that this year. Okay. Um, we'll close with this one. Uh, Nicholas said, can you see the defense improving enough for us to be a top 15 defense? Yeah, and, you know, that's what, I'm, that's what I've said all along. We, do, we don't need – with the offense that the Bucks have – they don't have to have a top five defense. It would be nice. Yeah, yeah, we'll take it if it but happens. <laughs> give this, give last year's team the fifteenth or sixteenth best defense, and what were we five and eleven? I think we're at least eight and eight. I mean, think at about least. how many. Close yeah, there games were a there lot were. of close games. Think of the games we lost when we scored twenty-five to thirty points. This team averaged, I think, twenty-four point nine points per year. That should win you most games. Mm -hmm. So the Bucks don't need to be five. Can they be fifteen or sixteen? Which is the question. I really think so. I know there aren't a ton of new additions, but Devin White is a big addition. You know, and Dominican Sue hopefully replacing uh, what Gerald McCoy brought. 
and uh, you know some of these rookies stepping up, but not just that, but a new system. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are we are in uncharted territory here. We we can say we think this is going to happen. I think this defense is going to be better. I like what I'm hearing about this system. We don't know it yet, but we're optimistic that with this new aggressive system, this three four, hopefully fitting some of our guys better. The aggressive style playing secondary, hopefully fitting some of our guys better, more big plays, more sacks, more turnovers, that it will be better. And that hopefully will be enough to get us into the middle of the pack. Okay. Well, training camp starts on Friday. We hope to see a ton of you guys out there at camp. If you are out here, make sure you say hi to us. Hi. And uh, make sure you're watching throughout all of camp we're going to be doing at these open practices, more of these live shows. So if we didn't get to your question today, believe me, we will have plenty of time to get to all of those questions. We're going to be doing a lot of shows over the next few weeks. So make sure you're tuning in and sending us all of your thoughts and questions throughout camp. And we'll see you then.